Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Hiker Podcast. Do you know what I was just thinking there? I really, well, you don't know what I was just thinking there, unless you can read my mind. 24 hours after I've had the thought. Depending on where you are in the world. What I was thinking was that I really like hiking. I'm sorry, that sounds cheesy, cliche, cheesy. It sounds more cheesy than anything for a guy that works in a hiking app company and runs a hiking podcast to say that he likes hiking. Come on, of course I do. But the last few weeks, I'd say the last month, I've been able to hike at least once a week and it just, it changes everything. Um, obviously, I'm in a you know, privileged position to be able to do that. You know, I have two working legs of got a set of lungs albeit I have asthma but uh, you know I'm, I'm able to do it and I'm very thankful that I'm able to do that and I'm, uh, I'm very thankful thankful that I'm able to do it with friends with family with people that I love um, but it just it just changes everything it makes everything better it makes life taste better um, so yeah Good thing I work in a hiking company. <laughs> anyway, so this week on the podcast, I am joined by Becca Little Skittle Bergstrom. Becca is a long distance hiker from the US. She's based out of Washington. Um, she has done the PCT amongst other hikes around the US. Um, when you go on to her Instagram page or any other digital channel that she exists on, You'll instantly see why she's called Little Skittle. The colors absolutely bounce out of the screen, and you're sure to get a uh, a cheering up if if you need one just by opening up her page. Uh, Becca is a great spirit. Um, her advocacy for mental health uh, shines through her everything that she does in terms of her Instagram page, her social media following. And even just the way she talks, she's a very, very positive uh, person. Um, and I guess the, the colors kind of marry with that idea that, you know, she wears these colors as, you know, manifesting positive positivity. And she talks about that in, in the podcast. Uh, we also get to talk about um, being in a relationship with someone who doesn't hike uh, and the, the, the logistics of 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 that and navigating through a long-term relationship with someone uh, with that kind of setup so it was a really interesting conversation obviously we talk about hiking we talk about her dog as well um, and her plans for the future before we get into that i want to let you know that well i said it on the last podcast that there's been a lot of stuff going on in the background with hiker um, a lot of exciting things have been happening Obviously, the big news that we launched there a couple of weeks ago was our partnership with the Southwest Coast Path Association, where we're donating uh, funds directly to the organization from downloads on the app. Uh, We're also in the middle of a couple of funding rounds, um, and I'm delighted to report that uh, some of these rounds have been successful. So uh, things are looking good in Hiker and uh, we are moving from strength to strength and achieving that goal of covering every single long distance trail around the world 
is becoming more and more real and we couldn't do it without your support uh, so i'd like to thank every single one of you for listening to this podcast for supporting hiker and everything that we do uh, we really really appreciate it so a bit weird saying this after what i just said but if you don't know what hiker is uh hiker is an app well it's it's, it's more than an app uh, it's a it's a web app it's a mobile app it's it's a lot more than that but what you're gonna see is the app if you go onto the play store or the ios uh, app store right now you can download hiker for free or head over to hiker.app that's h-i-i-k-e-r dot a-p-p uh, to see what hiker is all about uh, if you can find thousands well not thousands yet we're aiming for it though We have over 1,800 long-distance hiking trails covered all around the world. So from mountain traverses to walks in the woods, or if you want to walk from one side of a country to another, we have a trail for you. We have the trail for everyone that wants to experience the great outdoors. So you can download the app for free. There's a paid version and a a free version. Um, But go check it out. Honestly, you won't regret it. Um, Everyone... All the trails that we discuss in, in, the, in these podcasts are on the app. They're available to, to view for free. Um, and yeah, I couldn't couldn't explain it any better than that. I could have said it quicker, um, but that's not how I do things, you know. So, on to the interview. Just so you know, about three quarters of the way through the interview, we had a couple of technical difficulties, i.e. my internet stopped working. So we had to splice things together. So if you kind of feel there's a bit of a change in the flow uh, or some random voice comes up in the middle of the, the podcast to say technical difficulty, you'll know subtly that there is uh, that, that that's where the issue was. But I hope you enjoy. Here's my interview with Becca Bergstrom. Yes, Bergstrom. Yes, nailing it. <laughs> I'm on a roll with these names. Becca, <laughs> Little Skittle, Bergstrom. Thank you so much yes. for your time and coming onto the podcast. Uh, how are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Thanks for asking. Whereabouts are you at the moment? Um, I am in Ording, Washington, um, in the US, and I just purchased a house here about two months ago. So. Oh, congratulations. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Um, and have you located yourself close enough to the to the mountains? I am within um, an hour's drive of Mount Rainier, which is the most glaciated peak I think in the U.S. I'm pretty sure, in the lower forty-eight at least. Well, not Denali, but you need, you need to get that because that's that's your elevator pitch for every time. You <laughs> Where do you live? Well, I actually live beside the most glaciated peak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't climbed it yet, but it's on my list. Okay, I had a, a, a I had a, a rough plan to to climb Mount Rainer about uh, two years ago. Uh, uh-huh. It obviously never it never happened. Um, okay, but you have quite an extensive, um, I suppose, list of outdoor activities, uh, for lack of a better phrase. You hiked the PCT in twenty nineteen. I did. Yeah, I did. And I'm sure you've got a bunch of other trails. Is there other trails that you've completed? Any long distance trails to note? That is the longest trail I've ever done. Um, It was kind of a shot in the dark, I guess. Um, I only 
Sorry, my dog is bothering me. Um, I but only dog as well. Sorry, <laughs> get away, buddy. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a shot in the dark because I only had overnighted in the wilderness once before um, I decided to hike the PCT. I was more of a day hiker, so um, four or five miles um, was my typical route. And then I just decided after talking with some girlfriends and learning about the PCT and watching this other woman from Washington do it as well in 2018, I decided, why not? Let's give it a try. It looks like I would probably enjoy it. So um, that was the first one and I just kind of got hooked on it. So um, now I just have a hunger for doing other ones. They don't have to be that long at all. Just yeah, carry what you need on your back and go. Well, when I said uh, other trails, because you have recently did the the Oregon the Oregon Coast Trail with uh, a few buddies of yours, um, which yeah. also are featuring on the podcast, and uh, you've got another plan coming up as well for another long trail. Yes, um, I tried to do so in the U.S. There's three main trails. Um, there's the Pacific Crest Trail that goes from Mexico to Canada. Appalachian Trail, which goes from Georgia to Maine. And then the big guy is the Continental Divide Trail, which goes from, again, Mexico to Canada. Um, so I had plans after the PCT with the hunger in me, I wanted to do those three big trails and you get called a Triple Crown hiker. I um, made plans to hike the Appalachian Trail, the AT, the following year, last year, when the pandemic kind of broke up my plans. Um, so unfortunately I had to cancel my flight and I kind of just made do with little kind of side projects around the Pacific Northwest, um, which is why I linked up with doing the Oregon Coast Trail. Um, and then I did a little loop called the Timberline Trail. That's a circumnavigation of um, Mount Hood in Oregon. And I tried to go for the Continental Divide Trail um, in mid-summer because I saw the cases were kind of starting to dwindle and I thought I might be able to still salvage this year and just do my trails out of order. Mm -hmm. um, and I even got over there and I got on trail for eight miles and I just realized this isn't what I want to do, um, at least not this year because A, I was starting um, roughly 100 miles south of the terminus, mm -hmm. so I'm not doing the true trail. Um, cases were starting to spike again, and I just, I knew in my heart, like I'm not, I shouldn't be out here. This is, and it's not how I want it to go. It's not the experience I want. So, unfortunately, I called it last year. So this year is when I'm going to pick back up again and hopefully do the CDT again. I'm going to try um, in early July is my plan again. Um, yeah, it seems to be pretty much the news across the board. Every single person, you know, had yeah. the plans for 2020 and they all just got thrown out the window. Um, yeah. I've talked to a, a few people that have also tried to start the CDT. Uh, and if I'm, if I'm right, you don't need a permit. Am I right in saying that for doing this? No. Yeah. You don't need a permit for the CDT. Mm hmm um so i suppose it is kind of just one of those ones you can just pick up and, and try and give it a go mm -hmm. uh, yeah. but yeah it's 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 a common thing across across the board so you're but you're doing it with um 
with a couple of other people, a couple of other people that we've spoken to actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping to. Yes, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, is it, are we able to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you deal with Julia Sheehan, uh, Rocket, and you deal mm-hmm. with Gail Muller um, from yes. A. Um, have you met Gail before? Because obviously you've met Julia. I haven't. Um, I just, we fangirled each other on Instagram, following each other. Um, she hiked the AT the same year I did the PCT. And so we just were, you know, each other's cheerleaders on opposite coasts. And yeah, that's how I kind of meet a lot of my adventure buddies, <laughs> social media. Yeah, it is the way people meet each other online all the time. Yeah. And, you know, if, whether it be your hiking buddy or, you know, your partner, it's going to be mm-hmm. going to be online. Um, but going back to the, the PCT, uh, you said mm-hmm. that this is your first, this is your first long distance trail, like full stop. Did you yeah. camp before? Had you, you know, um, impacted? I'd only camped once before. Um, I mean, I've, I did like camping trips with family where mm. we would drive to a spot and unload the truck and camp right there. Mm. Uh, but as far as like backpacking out and carrying your things, I did it once before um, and it wasn't even a full 24 hours. I left at, I don't know, maybe like 10 a.m. from the trailhead. And then I left in the morning at like eight from the lake. So I wasn't even out there really a full 24 hours. Um, I packed out a sandwich, so I didn't even cook. Um, it was a very, just on a whim, let's just try it and see if I can even sleep out there, if I can hold out. Um, and I did. And that was, I guess, what said, okay, you can do this. <laughs> yeah. And did you do it? At what time of the year did you start? Um, this was in, I did it in June in the North Cascades of Washington. Oh, sorry, the, but the PCT. Oh, the PCT. Um, yeah. I started um, April the 3rd. Okay, so. Of 2019. That's, is that in or outside the bubble? That is kind of the sweet spot, I guess you would say. Um, a lot of people kind of want to start late March because it some time to like take it slow and feel out their gear um and just kind of build up the miles and stuff um I kind of just picked it because it's kind of like right in the middle of it all I was like oh this this looks like it'll be a good I can kind of take my time if the snow seems like it's still going to be high um and then make a decision from there what happens so it's kind of the sweet spot right there late March early April uh so what was it like then for the first I'm sure eventually you got used to it, but for the first like week, you're just like, I'm, I'm out here. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be more of a shock, I think. Like, um, I thought I would go out there and just be like, kind of like a culture shock where I'm like, wow, like I'm actually just really dirty and smelly and <laughs> I have to do all these things to be able to, um, sorry, my dog, <laughs> um, to be able to, have water, I have to filter it. I have to figure out what to do for food. Where am I going to camp? Um, I actually have to stay on top of things. Um, but honestly, it came so naturally. It was um, it was really nice. I didn't really have to think about it. I just was like methodically going through my day, like, okay, the next water source, the next um, climb, and then I can have lunch. And it was just so easy, so simple. It, it came so naturally. It was really, really nice. Uh, and how long did you spend on trail then? I was out there um, 
from start to finish, it was 135 days. And I think if I added it up, I think it was just over two weeks I took with like zeros um, in town. So roughly 115 days of hiking. All right, okay. That's yeah, or 100 120 days of hiking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty solid. Not that it matters, but still, it's it's a solid uh, yeah. days to be out on trail. Um. So how did you like in terms of building up your fitness as you went along? Was it you know you found yourself getting more fit as you went, or was it kind of just like solid throughout the whole thing? Um, I think that I. Um, starting out, I think it was okay with what I did before trail. Um, the main thing I did before trail was just kept up my day hiking two, three times a week. And then I did some stair climbing exercises, hmm. um, with like a light pack. Um, so I think that really helped me when I started to feel like I could go big miles. Um, and by big, uh, I was doing 25 within the first week. Um, so I felt like my fitness was pretty on par for um, maintaining that throughout the time. Like I didn't feel like I ever lagged at all. Um, I think the peak of it where I felt like my strongest was probably in the Sierra with all the snow. Um, yeah, I think after 700, 800 miles, like your body is just ready to go. Um, so I think that was probably my peak, but I don't think I ever lagged at all as far as um feeling like my fitness was falling off or for the most part I think if anything it was the mental game that was gonna take you out of it or slow you down yeah and before you did the PCT would you have considered yourself an outdoorsy person um yeah I wouldn't consider myself uh a backcountry person per se like I if you were to put me out into the woods and tell me to survive for a couple of days, like I, maybe I might, um, I'll figure it out, but I'm outdoors in the sense that I like to just go out into nature and hear the birds and see the beautiful landscape and, you know, reconnect with nature. So yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. Well, like not everybody needs to be a, uh, an outdoors person as in like, making fire out of nothing yeah bear grill style or something yeah, exactly. but you i think i noticed that you you do a bit of trail running is that since the, you did the pct or do you been doing that beforehand no it was since the pct to kind of burn energy um i was told by people um in the hiking culture the long distance hiking culture that when you come back you're kind of restless because you no longer have this routine or this goal in mind like you don't think your whole mind shift or your whole mindset shifts and you're thinking like, okay, well, I don't have 25 miles to do today. So what do I do? Um, so they, they just recommended you pick up something to kind of pass the time and get some energy out. And so I kind of just picked up trail running cause it was easy and, um, it was right outside my door and yeah, I felt like a good way to, to kind of get some energy out. Uh, uh maybe if you don't mind, if we touch on that, the, the, I suppose the post trail depression depression mm -hmm. like, post trail blues yeah it seems to be quite a, a big thing like I've, I've every single person that's done 
one of the, the triple crown hikes have mentioned it you know that yeah it's a big thing it did it affect you in a big way um I think a little bit I wouldn't say um it was debilitating in a sense that I couldn't find any purpose in my day or couldn't get out of bed because um I didn't have a big um a big day of miles ahead of me but it did give me um kind of just this like lethargy in a way like you're kind of restless because you want to go out and move around because you've been moving for so long Mm -hmm. but it also gives you this lethargy of knowing that you don't have to anymore so you're just like "Mm, should I even get out of bed like what's the point like what am I doing um so yeah it did kind of affect me a little bit but I knew that if I just found a routine and like created that goals like even if they're just little like just go grocery shopping just go walk the dog go um go weed the garden like just make these little goals and this little routine and that helped a lot like I didn't feel like I was so debilitated and just like a bump on a log sitting around so yeah um I can't say that I, I I know what that is exactly like because I haven't done a trail of that magnitude but certainly even after a week out on trail you definitely feel it like, and, and even anyone who's gone on a on a on a big holiday where you're you know you're moving around interrailing or you, yeah you know you you went to Ireland and we'll talk about that in a second um where you drove around the country and like I'm sure there was a even a day or two where you're just like I wish I was back there or yeah it's like a hangover yeah yeah and you know you go back and you might have a full-time job you go back to work and you're like yeah all I'm thinking about is that holiday (laughs) yeah so tell me about Ireland well tell me about Ireland Ireland (laughs) Ireland was amazing it was everything I ever hoped for it was um it was a bucket list item for me for a long time because I don't have any relatives that I know of, but I've done the ancestry DNA. Um, I do have um, Irish heritage in there. Um, and so does my boyfriend. And so Irish or Ireland has always been like just a bucket list thing for us. We've always talked about it. Um, and so he surprised me with going to Ireland for my 30th birthday. And it was everything I could have hoped for. It was amazing. Um, the people were so friendly everywhere we went. Um, just, and it rained probably, I think 90% of the time, but I did not care. It was, it was just, it felt homey. It felt um, warm. So yeah, we, we always talk about going back because 10 days was definitely not enough. Yeah, it's, there's a lot to see. And we were talking before this about Dingle. You have to, yeah. if you're coming out, you got to go there. And hiking in Ireland did you get a chance to do much hiking I didn't um no we kind of walked around um a couple little spots we pulled off to little sites where they had like little trails you could walk for um a little bit but nothing really out of the way we just kind of wanted to be able to drive and then if we pulled off and saw a little a site we would just take that so the main focus was trying to drive and then just see whatever we could see on the way yeah, and it like it is a small island, and you can get around the island in, as you said, in a, a number of days, and you can get mm-hmm. a good bit of of, uh, of sights in. And like you said, that you spent a good bit of time in, in Galway, which is, as I said, is one of my favorite towns outside of Dublin. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but there's there's some fantastic trails. If you do get to come back here, there are some amazing hiking trails in Ireland. Maybe not the views that you get in the high Sierras, but there's yeah. some fantastic uh, trails that, that we do have over here. Um, I want to talk about your dog. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about him. Can, can you talk to me about your dog? Because it's just the yeah. little thing in the world. <laughs> so this is Buddy. Hey, Buddy. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, he is... Um, he has been named my muscle hamster um, because French bulldogs aren't supposed to be very big. They're supposed to be, his mom was um, 20 pounds and his dad was 17 pounds. And when I picked him out, I thought I was just picking him out because of the connection I had when I met the litter. Um, and he was really independent, which is what I wanted. Like he kind of liked me, but he kind of just wanted to go out and do his own thing. Um, so I picked him for that reason, but he was also the biggest one of the litter. He was huge. Um, so I was like, well, he's eating really well. Like he looks pretty healthy. Um, he is 38 pounds. He is a monster. Um, he's when he sits down, um, his whole chest is just like ripped. Like it's, it's just the strangest thing because he's not built like your typical Frenchie, um, which has been really great for me because he's been um a tank on the trails yeah he doesn't have the breathing problems that frenchies will have where they like right, okay yeah. um it's like a forget the, brachiocephalic i think is what they call it and they can't get enough air in at at times mm-hmm. um but he's done his longest hike um was actually this last summer i took him backpacking it was 16 miles each way um and then he also did the Timberline Trail with me, which was pretty gnarly because we had river crossings. <laughs> so I would have to pick him up by his, uh, he has like a strap on his pack. So I have to like pick him up at certain times and just kind of like hope I don't fall in and then just kind of carry him. And his his legs are just like, <laughs> like he's swimming. Um, unfortunately, I can't get that on tape sometimes because I'm, I'm just worried about keeping myself upright. Um, but no, he's been the most um, unconventional, amazing trail dog ever. Like, I, I didn't even think I could hike with him. And then I just like, well, why not? Why can't he hike? And then he turned out to be this amazing muscle hamster. It's been great. Yeah, so. I was gonna say, like you said that he's ripped. And I was going to say, is it because you're ha- having him on the trails all the time? Or is it just it a natural be. build? I'd say it is. It could be, yeah. You know, if you're... if uh, waste to size ratio going <laughs> trails i i have to imagine that it's because of that yeah yeah he's great um so i, I want to know where the name came from buddy no or the trail name little skittle where did that okay um little skittle came from there's a group of um it's a non-profit here in the states called warrior expeditions and it's a nonprofit for veterans. It's funded by, um, I forget what association funds it. I wanna say it's the ALDA, American Long Distance Association, Long Distance of Hiking Association. I wanna say it's them, um, but they partner with a bunch of brands to bring veterans onto long trails um, okay. and kind of just support them. 
and they'll take them out there for I think seven days they'll start them out there and they'll like support them through and they make them stay together for the seven days um, and kind of lean on each other and get acclimated to the trail. Um, and then after seven days they say okay it's what you want it like if you want to finish if you can finish if you want to take some time off and just do it in chunks if it's too much for you that's fine but um, it's all yours now. So each year um, they take these applicants. Uh, applicants and then they um, accept certain people. I had no idea about the program until um, day two. I was um, coming across these two, two men and a lady um, at a water source and we were heading towards the next town which was Mount Laguna and we were chit-chatting at the water source and um, these men were big and burly and strong you know vets and um, the woman was kind of petite, probably about five one, five two, um, and they were super nice. And I decided, you know, could I hike with you guys? I'm solo, um, so I took off with them towards the town, and we sat and talked and took breaks and stuff. And my big thing on trails, candy. I eat a lot of candy. It's like my a main food group. Um, and I also decided for the PCT, I was going to branch out of my comfort zone. And I normally would wear a lot of blacks and a lot of neutrals. Um, I decided, no, I want to look approachable. I want to look like bright and cheery and just see if that is more contagious for my own kind of well-being, but maybe other people make, make them feel good. So I decided to wear a bunch of colors and they um, decided they wanted to try to give me a trail name. And so I said, okay, well, shoot your shot and you're not supposed to decline it is the is the rule but I mean I think given the circumstances you can say okay I don't think that's a good fit <laughs> it's not appropriate or something so they wanted to name me rainbow warrior um which I was honored by but also I didn't think it would fit because um I'm not a vet myself and mm. being coined a warrior with these vets I just felt like it didn't give them the due service or respect um that they should have so um, I said, I like where your head's at, but kind of turn it a little bit. Let's see, let's see what option two is. And they came up with little Skittle um, because that's what the guys came up with um, because I'm so much smaller than them. So I said, sure, that could work. So I became little Skittle and Skittle for short. Um, yeah, it's been good. I like it. I, I, to be honest, I actually kind of guessed the... The colors thing i, I saw yeah. that, it's got that from your your instagram page absolutely mm -hmm. but it, to have that come from such a, uh, a, a, a wholesome is not the right word but from from such a uh, a lovely source you know the really nice story of yeah. who these people were what they've done and not just what they've done as vets but also you know the program that they're on as well and yeah you got a little taste of that you got to meet these people and they and they gave you this name yeah uh, and they all and they almost called you a warrior you know i know <laughs> yeah with only like getting water with them and eating snacks so it's already in the club it's kind of cool <laughs> um yeah. and and do you think that the, the the array of colors has had an impact on you on your mental health um i think so yes i believe in the power of positivity and like um just like speaking 
um, speaking it into truth, I mm. think really has a huge impact on the way you feel and the way you think. Um, and so that's kind of why I decided to go that way and kind of just be like, you know what, I'm just gonna see how, how it goes. And I really truly do think it helps a lot. Um, and I, I wear a lot of colors now still. So yeah, I didn't give up on that. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody is listening to this and you haven't checked out Becca's uh, Instagram page, just if you're colorblind, obviously you're never going to see it. But <laughs> if you're not colorblind, <laughs> yeah. you're going to so you're going to notice it straight away. <laughs> yeah. Um. So do you think that that might be might have been something that kept you going on the PCT, not the colors, but that that mindset of um, just speaking it into into reality is like, no, I'm doing this. I'm. I'm hiking the PCT and it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, um, definitely. I, um, yeah, I had a, there was only one time where I thought like I was going to go off trail. I wasn't going to make it or at least I was going to go home and reassess and kind of think, do I want to come back later this year or after a couple of weeks um, or even come back next year? Um, but yeah, I'm, a very stubborn person um, in combination with the whole speaking into existence. I'm very stubborn. So if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do everything I can to even just try and really like you have to drag me away from it. Um, otherwise, um, I'm not just a showboater, I guess you would say. I'm not just gonna say I'm gonna do it and then like kind of frolic off and be like, ah, something else caught my eye. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, um, speaking into an existence and then um, being stubborn, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I imagine a lot of people that finish the PCT are stubborn people. It's like, no. Yeah. I smell like Especially crap. later in the season when the weather starts to turn. I like the, uh, I know you're from the States, but like, uh, you know, there's the, are from Washington. Are you from Washington? Am I right in saying that? I am. Yeah. Um, so passing the Sierras, people are kind of like, well, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a victory march from there. And so mm -hmm. people are like, oh God, can we ever just finish this? <laughs> yeah, there are definitely times where you're like, I just want it to be over. Um, but deep down, I think a lot of people are like, I, I don't want it to be over. I want to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so with the CDT, is, like, do you have... I had a conversation with another guy that did the PCT and then he did the CDT and he, he plans to do the AT at some point, but he hasn't done it quite mm -hmm. yet. Um, and one of the things he said was about uh, the experience of being on trail and that the PCT was his first and it's your first as well. It was just kind of like going to college for the first time and then mm -hmm. going back. It, it, are you, do you have expectations about the CDT? Um yeah um i could see where he could say that i i haven't gone to college and then returned later so i don't know i can't really tie it to that but um i definitely think it's going to resonate the whole like it was your first so how does how is it going to compare to that i definitely foresee that being like not an issue but just um a comparison game when i get back on trail definitely mm -hmm. um I even saw that when I was um, on the Timberline Trail, um, it overlaps the PCT for just a short amount of time. And I did kind of just find myself thinking like, oh, it looked this way when I was here, or 
there were so many other people when I was here or um, I did just find myself thinking like how it was when I was here last year. Um, as far as the CDT, I think uh, my biggest expectation that I'm, I'm looking forward to is how remote it's going to be, how quiet it's going to be. Um, even though it sounds like there's a lot of people going this year, it sounds like I even knew this last year, a lot of people from um, just the community online were saying how 2021 is the year. So I was excited to try it in 2020. Um, and not that I'm not excited to try it this year, um, but I just think that the bubble, if there is a bubble, is going to be bigger than I had expected last year. Mm -hmm. um, but I still think it's going to be pretty remote is my expectation, pretty quiet. But there is like that is such a valuable part of these long distance hikes is meeting people along the way. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, there's Alan, Alan Osborne, her documentary called It Is The People. And it, it literally, uh -huh. you know, it, it, it feels like some just a, a burning man just going on forever and ever yeah. for thousands of miles. Um. I don't, I'm, I don't, I can't imagine that the CDT this year is going to be anywhere near that big, yeah. uh, but it's, it's still going to be cool to, to meet people along the way. Yeah. Um, there's actually quite a lot of people from the years of 2019, um, whether you did the PCT or the AT, there's a lot of people doing it and this year or planning to, to do it at least. So it almost feels like it's going to be like a reunion sort of thing. Nice. Um, or like a meet and greet if they were on the AT and I was on the PCT, kind of like a meet and greet, like, oh, I saw you on Instagram. I followed your AT. <laughs> so I am definitely looking forward to that if that happens for sure. Yeah, that, that'll be such a bizarre feeling of like being in this remote part of the States, like up in the Rocky Mountains. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I know you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. That just reminds me of a, of a moment that I had with my daughter. We climbed up a mountain together and uh, in the middle of Wicklow, <laughs> she got to uh -huh. like that girl over there is in my school. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was very funny. And we still talk about it today. Um, How old is your daughter? She's 11. Oh, that's a good age. Um, yeah, and we're trying to, I'm trying to like, you know, softly, softly, like bring her into the hiking community. She she actually hiked uh -huh. a trail with me last year. She uh, she hiked not last year in 2019. She hiked uh, a hundred mile trail over in the UK, the South Downs Way. Oh, awesome. Um. Yeah. There was there was tears. There was. Yeah. It was hard. Uh, oh yeah. I've spoken about it before on this. Um. It was difficult, but I we, we were actually only just talking like five minutes before we had this uh, this call. I was speaking to her on the phone. Uh, she lives with her mum and uh, we were just reminiscing about the the trail and uh, she she does have fond memories of it so I'm trying to like use that to the advantage of like hey we do want to yeah go hike again do you remember that mm -hmm. <laughs> I was also speaking yeah. to Matt um from ZPAX um who has a daughter of the same age okay yeah he she, she has hiked the Tour de Mont Blanc in France slash wow. Italy slash Switzerland uh, yeah. There's like a 130 mile trail that is just constant ups and downs uh -huh. the mountains. Uh, she's also hiked the entire Camino de Santiago in oh, Spain, wow. from France to Spain, and a bunch of other hikes as well. I'm like, oh my god! Like she's done more than I have. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> she's uh, gone places. <laughs> definitely gone places. Um, so what? Apart from the CDT, 
uh, on the AT eventually. Um, have you any other like long trail uh, ambitions or short trail ambitions? Yeah, I have. Um, there's a few trails here in in Washington. I'm kind of looking at doing. Um, I'm actually setting up now in the event that I'm trying not to jinx it, but if something derails this year, mm. um, I want to be prepared. So I have planned for um, if the CDC doesn't happen, um, there's a trail around Mount St. Helens I'd like to do. And then there's a trail around um, Mount Rainier, the Wonderland Trail. Yeah. Um, that one, the permits go live uh, middle March, I think, the, the um, lottery starts. Um, so I'm going to apply for that in the event that everything goes away. Um, and then there's a couple other little things in Washington. Um, but as far as long-term, um, there are trails like the Pacific Northwest Trail would be an amazing thing to do because yep. I think it would tie in a lot of what I do on the CBT in the beginning with Glacier mm -hmm. um, and then brings me back into a different area of Washington I've never even experienced. Um, just seen it in pictures and been amazed by what it looks like. Um, and then how it just passes into the coast. I think that would be um really incredible to experience that change in scenery and then i also thought about the uh, arizona trail where julie is at right now yeah. um i thought about the uh tahoe rim trail down in in california nevada and um the colorado trail kind of interests me as well um i'm kind of just waiting for the pop not popularity but just it's got a lot of attention right now so i kind of like it to be a little bit quieter i think to go see that one yeah um but yeah those couple of trails have got my interest and then um just little loops and stuff around the pacific northwest experience more of where i live like you you do live in a quite a uh a, a scenic area and like the yeah. structure for trails in where you are is fantastic like i haven't been to washington myself but i've been to california i've hiked around there and it's, it's amazing mm -hmm. um but uh have you ever thought about going international have you ever thought about going abroad and hiking i have um yes the only thing is we would like to start a family my boyfriend and i and yeah. so that would make it a little bit difficult. Um, also, he doesn't hike. And so if I were to go international, we were to start a family, I don't know if I could just leave them behind, I guess. Um, Cause I don't think that, I don't think it would be feasible to be able to bring them along. Um, I mean, well, who knows what the future holds, but. <laughs> I can, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll link you up with Matt. <laughs> Uh, from Z-Pax Z and he like his whole family have this kind of like really nice <laughs> hiking culture of like I'm gonna go hiking okay cool I'm gonna bring the daughter uh -huh. okay cool so um I can uh, I can give you some tips um probably don't want to listen to them because they'll just send your child into bits of tears because you're just shooting down <laughs> <the trail. laughs> Yeah. Uh, but that's amazing that's that's really nice to hear that you're you're planning on on and getting family together and Hopefully you can get some camping trips and at some point in the future, uh, you'll, you'll all be able to go hiking together. You have frozen on the screen. I don't know if you're still there. Ah, crap. 
let's let's talk about the thing that we were talking about there before we got hiking out. with a partner without a partner yes. with <laughs> the partner yes yeah so um i get that question a lot um it doesn't really bother us at all we have a really good dynamic um he is very uh understanding of how important it is to go outside for me um go hiking go backpacking um just go off grid i really like to unplug a lot as much as i have a social media presence um i really like to just unplug and go away um and he really really respects that and understands that and i'm so fortunate um because i know a lot of people don't have that hence why they ask where's your boyfriend if you're out here alone <laughs> um so it doesn't bother me um and i i wish that a lot more people had that um relationship if they if they don't like to hike um i really wish a lot more people um could have that kind of dynamic because it's it's a lifesaver for me personally um because i like to go solo preferably um in the outdoors um so as much as i kind of like would like him to be there at certain viewpoints and experience certain things with me um i really do cherish just being alone and, and have that time to decompress and stuff mm. yeah it's it's such it sounds like a really healthy thing to have um with with a partner you know, so many people think that they have to do absolutely everything together. And that's great. A lot of people can do that. They can uh -huh. you know, go on adventures. They can live together. They can have a family together and everything. And that's great. Uh, but I, I know myself and anyone, I think anyone that enjoys solo hiking, uh, being outdoors and on their own, you know, that time on your own is so important and so valuable um, that you'll go back. And it's, you know, it's almost this, the, the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, like the absence of that person makes you your heart grow fonder and you actually yeah. you get that time to appreciate who that person is you know with, while they're not standing beside you like being pissed yep. off about being there in the first place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um now that sounds like a, a really nice thing to, to to have with somebody and sounds like a nice person to to settle down and have a, a family with well maybe not settle down but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so no, uh, like international hiking is not necessary on the cards. Like, there's no trails in particular that you got your eye on. No, I think if, it, if something were to fall into my lap, um, to allow me to go financially, um, and also, um, if Josh wanted to come, he could come. Um, but I think that we internationally hiking does interest me. Don't get me wrong, but I think that we would like to just travel internationally um if that makes any sense um because he's not really the hiker and he does want to go over there and experience the culture and everything um and i just wouldn't that's something that i wouldn't want to do without him mm -hmm. um so if i got the chance to hike while i was over there that would be amazing but i think that what interests me most about going international is is experiencing it with josh so um so then the cdt like uh is he are you planning like different stops that you're going to meet up on and spend some time together um we've talked about a couple stops um he really has wanted to go to wyoming which is really strange because wyoming's not really a destination many people want to go um but 
he's a very kind of just wide open spaces kind of guy. He doesn't like crowds and lots of people. Um, so he talked about meeting me um, when I get closer to Wyoming in that area. Um, and then he talked about a little bit of coming to Colorado when I passed through because he's always wanted to visit. Um, and then we talked about once I finished doing like a little maybe um, mini vacation down in Arizona or New Mexico. Um, so there's a couple little things in the works. We're talking about reconnecting and stuff because he only got to see me um, once while I was on trail on the PCT, really. And then he was my um, liaison going through Washington. He helped me resupply. So he would come to the trail to give me supplies. But that was it. We I didn't really get off to spend time with him or anything. He was just like a checkpoint, <laughs> basically. And have you tried to coax him into, you know, a, a multi-day backpacking adventure? Not at all. Nope. Um, and not because I don't want him to be there, but just because that's not, I, that's not his type of fun, I guess I would say. And I, I know that. So I wouldn't, unless he were to say, I want to go, yeah. I wouldn't bring it up at all. Um, and this last, um, I think it was October. It was October. Um, we have these trees here in um, the west side of the Cascades in Washington called larches, um, and they turn colors in the fall. Their their um, needles turn shades of mustard yellow, bright orange, um, lime green uh, before they fall off. And every year um, I go and I see them. And I do these hikes. And he knows that it's a very important time for me because it's a very short time frame that they're there and they do the color change and then they're gone. So every year I was telling like Larch March, those weekends are off limits. We're not doing anything. Um, and this last year he actually said, why don't, why don't we go stay the night? And then you can have even more time with them. And so he brought up going for an overnight with me. Um, and we had a really good time. I actually took him to a section of the PCG that has the larches. Um, and it was really nice. It was quiet. There's nobody out there. It was really nice. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That was, that was really nice. Oh, people. Yeah. Uh, can, what's your uh, boyfriend's name? Josh. Joshua. Hey, partners out there, take a book out of Josh's book or take a page out of Josh's <laughs> take book. <laughs> take a chapter. <laughs> take a chapter. Take the whole book. God, um, yeah, that you, you're going to get brownie points for, for years for something like that. That was, that was really good to Josh. Fair play to him. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you have that we didn't really speak about is your YouTube channel and your vlogs uh, over oh, the yeah. Um, I watched a, a, a bit of the PCT. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of videos to go through and they're all yeah. good like it's 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 a really good kind of um practical kind of rundown of the PCT and mm -hmm. you know, what it actually looks like on a day-to-day -day basis you know we ha have all these really nice kind of picturesque um lumineer style kind of uh, documentaries about about the PCT but having uh -huh. the, the real kind of like this is what I look like in the morning. This is what everybody yeah. looks like in the morning. This is what we. <laughs> this is this is the this is what my weather. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyone who wants a realistic look at this, uh, you would find your channel. What's your channel on YouTube called? Um. So I think if you just search my name, Becca, um, or if you search Little Skittle, um, it should be able to pop up. Um, you'll see. Uh, I think the picture I have up is me on the Oregon Coast Trail. 
um, with a really pretty sunset. Um, that's my little uh, avatar, I guess. Okay. Well, sure we'll we'll put it we'll put it in the the, the show notes and, and the description so people can find it all. Um, yeah, that that's that's it all for me. Um, I, I, I don't know if do you have anything you would say to anyone who's planning to do a long distance trail like the BCT. I would say, um, if you want to do it, if there's any ounce of you that says it interests you or, um, you know, you, uh, romanticize certain things about it and you think that you could be changed by it or, um, anything at all that calls to you, I think just either visit it or just go for it, whether it's a such and hike and you go for just a week. Um, or if you actually want to go for a full through, um, just make the plans to do it in some some avenue, whether it's the day hike or just a visit or a full thing and just try it. Just see if you like it because it's not permanent. You don't have to stay out there. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And that's that. But I think that um, I think it won't happen to where it doesn't work out because I haven't met anyone that says they regret it ever. No one has ever said. I should have never ever gone outside or gone on that trail. Um, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. I think you can pretty much say that for anybody who's done any kind of hiking whatsoever. You'll never really regret a hike. No. Unless unless you left your car unlocked and some, yeah. someone taking your car or yeah. you know, like that. But that's not really the hike. That's that's just you being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I did, um, I just have to make note of that. I locked a buddy in my car one time. And I, like, um, I left him in the car at a trailhead and there was, I think two other cars there. There's no service. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick at the at a little outhouse. I'm going to run back and we'll start the hike. And uh, it was a training hike. There's no views really. It was a really overcast day. So I ran to the bathroom. I come back. And I realized I have nothing on me. I have no phone, even though there's no service. I have no keys, nothing. And I go to open the doors. And I was like, I locked the doors. <laughs> and Buddy's just sitting inside staring at me. Um, it was a comical moment because I just thought like, okay, well, what am, what am I going to do? Because even if one of the two cars come back, which they probably won't because they're probably out hiking, no one's going to drive by and see me. Um, so I had to smash my car window out. What? <laughs> Save my dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, fair so, play. <laughs> yeah, I had to save him. Um, and then I I even thought, like, I shouldn't even hike now. But I was like, you know what? I may as well hike. Because now I'm like, I need to get that energy out and, like, just feel better. And I didn't come out here for nothing. Um, so we still hiked. And then I just took, um, you know what Luco tape is? I know the name, but go on. It's like tape you use, like tape your ankle or tape blisters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Athletic tape sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's right. That's the only thing I had on hand to tape my window because um, I wasn't sure how the weather was going to hold. So it was overcast. I had no bags or anything to cover it. So I just took my Luco tape and taped what I could of the window. Um, And we hiked. That was it. <laughs> there was no alarm going off. You didn't have like a car alarm. Going no, off. I didn't have an alarm. I had a keyless entry, so that was a convenient thing. But I didn't have an alarm because it was just a, it was just a 
commuter SUV I take for hiking. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Traumatic, <laughs> but I still traumatic. don't regret it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just regret being an idiot and leaving your keys there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, Becca, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, I wish you all the best with the CDT. I am knocking wood, making sure that you get to go on that fantastic adventure with two incredible people. Um, and yeah, um, hopefully we'll talk again sometime soon. Yes, I'd like to pick your brain for coming back to Ireland. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Dingle, just, just go to Dingle. Just go to Dingle. Okay, got it. <laughs> all right, thanks, Becca. Awesome, have a good one. And there it is. Becca, little skittle Bertram. Pause there because I kept forgetting what her trail name was, um, even though it is probably the, the easiest one to remember. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun speaking to Becca. Definitely gonna speak to her again. Uh, I really hope that her plans for the CDT go ahead. Uh, for her, for Julia, and for Gail, all of which now have been on the podcast. Um, that's it for this week and for next week obviously because we only do this every second week we have two more episodes lined up for this season of the podcast I'm, I was going to do 10 but because I didn't do the, the 10 in the last season got to give you that extra one so two more coming up really really looking forward to getting these out there and for you guys to listen um, as always like the podcast share the podcast tell tell your neighbors about the podcast go and knock in your neighbor's door right now and say hey do you like hiking no okay do you like podcasts no fine where is this conversation going you you're just gonna tell them to listen to the hiker podcast doesn't matter they're gonna love this because these people are cool you know and you're cool and they're going to take your word for it. Um, but honestly, thank you so much for all your support. And happy trails. See you later.